Welcome back to Pneumatic Materials. You're listening to episode five, the first part of our conversation with the artist, Nick Fasatsky. In this episode, we discuss Nick's current artistic output, as well as the contemporary phenomenon, or not so contemporary phenomenon, of reality shifting, and potentially what this means to our culture on both the local level and at large. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, back to Pneumatic Materials. Um, we're speaking today with the artist Nick Vysotsky, um, a good friend of the pod who has um, produced a number of like really exceptional works. Um, <laughs> I think we just got so uh, an I-beam fell over at a construction site <laughs> right across the street. So we're going to have some ambient clanging um, throughout yeah, the they, podcast. They might be dragging that beam around. I'm not sure. After well, hours. I, I assumed it was a Tibetan singing bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> our, our, our Tibetan singing bowl uh, master. He's in another room, actually. Just yeah, to, exactly. To <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bring him out uh, soon enough. But uh, Nick, would you? Uh, you're probably better equipped to give a, a introduction to your work than I am. Um, probably not. Honestly, <laughs> I, I suck at talking about myself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, I, I guess like the, the most sort of like boilerplate way that I would talk about my work is that I kind of deal with uh, um, internet ephemera and just sort of like uh, people that exist at the sort of like peripheries of like uh, culture generally. Um and uh fuck that sounds so shitty uh, no sorry. no i think that's good yeah um yeah like something a, a piece like la 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 it, it almost feels kind of silly to try to put it into words when it is such like a, a visceral like two-minute experience um the piece yeah. um i guess it's available on on bitshoot is bitshoot and, and i uploaded it to vimeo Oh, to Vimeo. It's, yeah, it's okay. on Instagram and it's on Vimeo now. Um, yeah, I guess like if I if I was going to uh, try a little bit harder, I would say that my work is basically just sort of about like the effects of uh, technological interfaces on like the human uh, psyche uh, and uh, um, the uh, and the sort of effects of, of that relationship. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great way to put it. Um, and we'll definitely link to um, to the video we mentioned. Oh, there's our Tibetan singing bull man <laughs> back again. <laughs> um, but you mentioned um, paying attention to uh, sorts of people who are maybe kind of on the periphery of society and their interaction um, with the internet. Um, I know uh, your installation piece... Um, Oh God, it's Zach's room. Display of commodity uh, accessories. Accessories. Your thesis yeah. um, tries to, or I mean, it doesn't try to. I, I think it effectively brings this um, part of society that you know encountered in um, R9K, 4chan forum pictures of disgusting bedrooms. You know, you can kind of encounter these people in a flash, like on the screen and kind of scroll past it. Maybe it's like an, you know, Instagram post or whatever. Um, you can either compartmentalize it or put it out of your mind very quickly. Um, but this work, Display of Commodity Accessories, um, Zach's Room, which presents the, you know, it, it is a, literally an installation of one of these bedrooms. Um, and I think the, I don't know, not to, you know, put words in your mouth or, or tell you what your work is doing. But I think it, it does show a, a certain level of empathy um, or at least a, a desire to kind of understand and um, feel out the, the situation of, uh, of some of these people. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I would definitely say that empathy plays like a very like uh, key, key role in like the, the gallery work that I make. Um, because I feel like brought, I don't know, maybe we're kind of like coming out of it at this point, but, um, maybe not. I, I feel like they're like, especially like when Donald Trump was president, there was like this very sort of like knee jerk reaction against like, uh, you know, 4chan doomer basement dweller type people as sort of being 
this like aspect of society that was uh like a lost cause or something like that or, or basically just sort of like um we're not really um uh worth the like creating the like cultural space to really like interrogate in any meaningful way like they were basically just sort of regarded as being like uh um uh, i don't know like socially or culturally like invalid and I, I but i feel like that cultural response to uh environments like 4chan uh kind of just created this like really nasty like feedback loop where these people that had already sort of had this like chip on their shoulder just sort of saw the like popular uh response to people like them and just i like further joker fied them i guess would maybe be like uh a, a decent way to put it but um i i feel like uh you know uh a, a sort of like broad aspect of like the work that i'm interested in is is kind of like uh not, not necessarily like validating them but definitely sort of like creating like a material background to like uh the basis for internet spaces like 4chan um, and it sort of seems like most people are kind of like not really willing to like ground uh like incel doomer uh aesthetics or whatever you ideologies like in like a material environment yeah it is yeah. um it's it it would uh not i don't know if i can really well maybe i don't have to to think that hard to get into the mind of a of a neat incel uh i know <laughs> we, we who amongst us hasn't had their uh their fair share of time spent in uh in mom's basement uh, yeah, yeah, i often totally think like a few a few different uh events in my life you know a few different sneezes and butterflies and i might i might be there might before be a basement the grace of god go is it, is it too far <laughs> if i said i might have stormed the capital if my childhood was different is that too far am i gonna no, get canceled i, I think yeah, yeah no. whom amongst us i felt deep empathy for all that stuff i'm just like man god yeah well if you're you encounter the dominant um liberal cultural paradigm that is supposedly one of tolerance on the one hand, but you then find yourself a part of this group that is the irredeemable, that is not worthy of that tolerance that is supposedly like a huge part of the, you know, underlying ideology. I mean, where does that leave you? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not a good um, situation. Um, I also think it's very, it makes a lot of sense in this cultural moment um, there, there's a lot of like incredible idealism where in people's minds, you know, the, the bad people are just either people who are just choosing to be bad or they are, I don't know it for, for like a liberal, uh, it, one of these, one of these 4chan basement dwellers, I mean, what, what makes them that way? You know, does the, is it just, uh, I don't know encoded in their DNA or something. Um, I, I, there's a lot of mental gymnastics where it seems pretty clear that there are like, yeah, real material circumstances that are, are at cause, uh, for a lot of the stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that like a big kind of like side project of, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, the, the way that like at least like American uh, culture has like moved in the last like 30 or 40 years has been the sort of like uh, destruction of sort of like um, communal spaces and the sort of like the, the, the sort of like popular basis for a community and like a lot of like um, parts of America that I, I, I feel like um, people in like the culture industry don't really like acknowledge actively. Um, I used to work as like a truck driver and um, if you when you travel out into sort of like the sort of like less popular parts of the country, um, you see like these uh, former like, you know, Rust Belt or uh, Midwestern towns that have been basically like completely gutted uh, by, uh, let's call it, I don't know, uh, post-industrialism or like neoliberalism or whatever. Um, uh, where like a town's basically uh, is, you know, like uh, either side of like the interstate, it's like a Walmart and like a Blimpy. 
And if you aren't willing to like sublimate yourself to like working at that Walmart or Blimpy, uh, your only other real option is to like slowly kill yourself uh, by doing fentanyl. This is what I, this is what um, would have happened to me if I didn't move. If I didn't yeah. Move. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and so, like for a lot of people, there is this like parallel uh, metaverse uh, that exists online where people can find community, but unfortunately, a lot of these like communal spaces um do tend towards like the the toxic um i don't remember if it was in the book uh it came from something awful or like a interview i read with frederick brennan like two or three years ago but uh one of the things i think it was frederick brennan he identifies sort of like the reason for like the turn towards like reactionary politics uh on uh websites like 4chan is basically because uh people on like the far right are more willing to like actively recruit in those spaces uh whereas uh the left broadly kind of identifies people that participate on platforms like 4chan as being like a lost cause um so i guess like if you are going to uh accept that uh um that investigation like the uh the reasoning is basically that like um we have all we have this sort of like um uh influx of people joining like these like really stupid internet based uh far right ideologies because uh you know the dsa or whatever doesn't really have any interest in like trying to like recuperate people from uh like edgelord spaces that sounds that sounds about right i mean stormfront was a very early adopter of the chat room space right and oh yeah, and, totally. And they—that's where people. Start, I mean, the current wave of neo-Nazi IRL movements came out of that, out of that form of organizing yeah. and out of spaces like that, if not from Stormfront itself. And what, what was what was the liberal agenda doing at that time? Just completely disregarding it, ignoring it, and yeah, relegating just like you know, relegating people who spend all of their time in the computer to being ineffectual, right? To being nothing. And look, yeah. look what's what's happened. And I mean, also. Um, you know, to, to your earlier points, like, uh, yeah, there, there are no social institutions. Like, I I grew up in New England, and, you know, a lot of heroin, a lot of fentanyl. Uh, yeah. Adam Waffen also has, like, a huge presence in uh, in Maine, at least. I don't yep. know about the rest of New England, but, like... I, I honestly feel like New England, like many states, is just completely polarized. It's not as yeah. progressive as people would think it is, and they're anyone who's extreme affected by this economic disparity, it really, there's not, there are not many options. I think where I'm from, you you get into insurance or you work for Ticketmaster. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and yeah, so it it really makes sense why the what the internet can represent and what it can become and how much more affordable it is to be online now than it was before. So you working on the material circumstances, Nick, to kind of represent this, I think, is incredibly prescient and very important because this is like more people than I think many would admit. And there are many people who are teetering on the edge of full-blown incel dumb, I think, because of this. It's, you know, it's like it's a coping mechanism. The more you find yourself in adverse circumstances that you feel powerless to change, the more you will seek to justify it. And being an incel totally. is a wonderful, there are so many reasons why. I mean, also, hey, Breitbart Media, right? You're online. Yeah. Someone's like, uh, someone at the DSA is like, oh, you're not, you didn't read Marx or whatever. You know, you read the fucking book, like, get out of here. And Breitbart, you know, you're on Steve Bannon's website and he's just like with these cool infographics. He's like, hey, like, guess what? Like, you are genetically superior and here's all of this like data and stuff and you should come over here and we have a huge voting block and we're going to have a meetup and there's going to be McDonald's. It's going to be great. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, and if you're, I mean, if you're so, if you're desperate for any, anything, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to be open to it. I mean, hey, who isn't desperate, you know, yeah. at some point in their life? Like, I, I think there's something to the fact as well um, that with the incels, uh, I mean, it's it's by no means an American phenomenon. Um, I know I've seen like a couple documentaries online about the hikikomori, um, the kind of Japanese uh, equivalent of essentially shut-ins. Um, but it, it seems like there's also this sense in which we are all, uh, or you know, many people who ostensibly fall outside the the boundaries of this category, are being pushed further and further into that world, whether we like it or not. I mean, definitely with the pandemic, um, but it yeah, seems totally. like the kind of atomization 
Um, and these like larger societal pressures towards, you know, yeah, not being able to get a job, getting addicted to fentanyl, they're not going away. Um, and the, you know, the, the amount of people that are subject to these forces seems like to be increasing all the time. Um, so it seems like the, the, the fortune cave dweller or whatever is this canary in a coal mine or canary in the coal mine. Um, that's indicating, you know, it's like the extreme example of what is essentially a, like a process that is occurring society-wide. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's basically like how, uh, you know, like psychologists like, um, uh, examine like severe cases of schizophrenia or like a DID or whatever to sort of like pick out like the, um, the aspects of like mental illness that like, um, be, like, to, to better identify like more mild cases of mental illness and like other people that may not be like, you know, fully uh, uh, schizophrenic or severely schizophrenic, whatever, however you want to like couch that term. But um, yeah, I feel like the pandemic was definitely kind of like uh, a byproduct of that was just sort of like the normalization of being terminally online. Uh, I remember in like, because it was like June of 2020, the New Yorker did like that uh, cover where it's like this like very, uh, it's like this like woman who's wearing like a nice blouse and she's like doing like a Zoom cocktail hour thing. And then like below like the the point of, of her body that would be like visible on a screen, it's basically like the uh, the damn bitch you live like this room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it's totally, uh, we're kind of like, and, and I guess and like since then, I mean, with like, Facebook rolling out meta and the sort of like push towards like, uh, you know, uh, aspects of like our economy that used to take place IRL being like more and more like mediated through, um, digital proxies. Yeah. We are, everybody's basically just sort of, uh, approaching incel dumb at like varying rates. Yeah. I feel like when Cuomo was like stepping down and he's like, he had that speech where he's like, I'm Italian. I'm gay. Like I'm black. As a New Yorker, <laughs> he, he should have been like, I am I'm an incel. I'm gay. Right? I'm an incel. I am an incel. Because like yeah. that, when the next governor, I am a Duma. Yeah, like the next guy who has to step down, the, the incels will just be such a, an undeniable demographic. We're just gonna, like, you know, I was thinking earlier. I'm like, what? Like, what are the early? In I know I've seen some marketing campaigns that I feel are very incel. I want an incel for president, right? Like, I feel like that's yeah. that's just something not to help, not to. Uh, address not to care. It's like, well, we just market to it as we've recognized this demographic and it's like, all right, well, how do we, what do incels like? And then you're like, you're looking up incel stuff. Then you get like a YouTube ad for like a, like a testicle trimming kit or whatever. I feel like those are insult. Yeah. I feel like that's the beginning of that kind of like, I don't know what, why the the manscaping, the grooming, if you're an incel, but for some reason I feel those things are tied together. It's like for the potential of, mm. there's a lot of potential in the incel like ideology, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of never, fears and insecurities to exploit, which are is always a goldmine for advertisers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if there totally. is like there's the incel thing, which is supposedly wanting, you know, wanting to have sex and not being able to. But I think there's also in increasingly, I mean, maybe this is like a different trend. Full sales, um, full sales, but also like people into cartoons people into like further oh. abstractions from this is the we're we're in the, the post Ballardian landscape you mm. know it's like every yeah your sexuality is just like i mean we should probably come up with new terms for these things but yeah it's like you you need to see the the dinosaurs and land before time like as you know anthropomorphized uh, whatever like to get somewhere it's like then the fantasy becomes like oh i want to meet a partner who also mm. shares that yeah right it's like i don't that just becomes Whole, it's like just wholesale baked into your yeah but i mean is a lot of it like not even really is the end state like not even desiring a partner you know are, is your are your needs that, that like might be the last totally, stage of, oh, that would be yeah. acceptance if we're going through the stages of of grief i feel like yeah there's still the like i could find someone who shares this is fetish an anime girl. as i triple down yeah. on this fetish like i don't even think twice about like changing my life and how it's like further isolating me i just hope that my isolation becomes a a metric in which to measure someone else against it's becomes an indicator of like my refined taste which is that's not what it really is it's just a very niche taste that is a borderline fetish the hope is just to find someone with the fetish i think i don't think it's to 
you know, lots of Madonna complexes, but for anime shit, I don't know. It's very. Yeah. Can maybe we get into staging like incel and femcel speed dating rounds? Do a Sadie Hawkins. You know, we try to. Um, (laughs) I feel like that would have a very high kind of like a praying mantis uh, factor in it where all the femcels would just eviscerate the um, the incels. (laughs) Since it seems sort of like uh, oh, um, themselves generally tend towards the more like overtly like psychopathic, um, uh, even more so maybe than like uh, incels. Are there incel tradcaths, women who, and then like they can hang out with the incel patriot front men? Is that a mm. thing? We do that. Incel tradcath. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it, wouldn't that well, just be a monk? Would be a volcel, right? Because they. <laughs> Because the the Bible tells you not to. Okay, fine. So it's a, it's a vol cell incel. Okay. Meet up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that could work. Sadie maybe Hawkins style. So, no. the, so the vol cells try to tease the incels out of there. You know, we could. I feel, well, no. I feel like a I feel like a tradcath vol cell would just like want to join like a monastery or something. Yeah. So we should invest in monasteries. We bring monasteries back. Yeah, we should we, bring monasteries back. So we'll replace all of the WeWorks in New York with monasteries. Yeah. I feel like yeah, nine like. If you gave people that option of like medieval style, I mean, I guess you had to. I, don't I might know, fucking do like, that for a year. What's yeah, it's up? Like, like room and board. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to you just have to transcribe these old books and yeah. not talk. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. You just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to <laughs> stay to silent writing in a room, and we give you yeah. two loaves of bread and five like gallons of ale a day. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's a it's a carved oak room. Uh, yeah. The light, uh, you know, comes through like the the windows mm. really beautifully. Mm. You have like a, a a thing to like focus your autism towards, which is you know like a transcribing scripture, mm. uh, and also you get to run you know like a microbrewery. Um, it's damn. great. Uh, <laughs> you know, the worst part about all of these jokes is that they end up coming true in some like like way I don't yeah. anticipate. I'm like, oh. It, that's what it's like. That's terrible. I can't believe they did that. Oh, oh, Uber's involved. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The new monasteries will not be making. Uh, there won't be any uh, ruddy faced, um, smiling, portly uh, monks. Um, I believe um, Steve Bannon actually was trying to do some kind of like a monastery a while back, like in. I'm gonna oh, say like yeah, in Northern Italy. Italy. Like, yeah, yeah, I think the um, I think the the municipality got like so fed up with the bullshit. <laughs> like, I I think they might have tried to kick. They might have been successful was in the kicking him out. I no, I think was it was it just like, a straight up monastery. Like, what was the no, angle? It, it was. The, it's a beautiful mo- old monastery what building. Was his angle? He was gonna build like a male perfection institute Holy or something shit. like jordan peterson yeah. involved pretty sure mm, he might have been i think he might have been on remember, the list i think if i remember correctly brock pierce was also trying to oh do God. a similar thing Fuck. in like uh i don't remember which province it was but somewhere in spain i think he was also trying to do some weird well he, he lives like, in he lives probably, in boy town now puerto rico so i'm assuming he, yeah. might, be, he might be starting over there with the, the all oh, male yeah the all male review what? uh <laughs> yeah what is it Puer town. Puer, or, yeah, Puertopia. Yeah. Oh, Puer, Puer, <laughs> Puer being Latin for boy. Their symbols will be their downfall. <laughs> yeah, really. I did not know they were trying to get the monastery going, though. Well, yeah. For, like, I for like, a, like, a, like some sort of like a charm school for men to be like it better was men. Some kind of like think tank, like dark enlightenment masculine think tank or something like that. I don't know if it was like a summer... I mean, it's essentially just like a, a scam operation, like all of it. Um, but yeah, but yeah. they probably make real acolytes that go out in the world that espouse their values. Yeah, that have some some semblance of influence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you get this, you know, well, I'm sure he would be charging an absurd amount. To Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> so I I looked up an article about the Brock Pierce Monastery. It is in Puerto Rico. Uh, this is I think like four paragraphs down at a. Uh, 12,149 square feet, the mansion at 250 uh, Calide uh, Cristo Road comes with a 4,210 square foot open terrace. It's more like a clubhouse than anything else. In an ancient monastery that became the Grand Lodge of the Freemasons of Puerto Rico, oh, the no. ballroom was a Masonic temple, Pearson. <laughs> oh, Have you seen the interiors before? You should, I highly recommend you look at them. It's like, oh my God. It's, it's like garish doesn't really cover it. It's insane. Yeah. Like hot pink plastic fur. It's just like very ultra, I guess you'd say contemporary. It's, just, it's, it's hard to. 
Did you see uh, True Detective season three? Yeah. You remember the like the the pink playhouse, room? the pink room? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yes. When they find, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, listeners, I I recommend season three is better than season two. Not as good as season one. We can we maybe oh, we'll have a. I liked how dark season two was. Yeah. Two had a so much potential, but I think they could have focused on the Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams. Spoiler alert, everybody yeah. fucking dies. They fucking die. Um <laughs> two I, I appreciated because of uh it it, it kind of resonates with a lot of the stuff that like uh Dave McGowan talks about in a program to kill. And also I feel like there are connections with uh Program like, to Kill. Mm. Good um, like the Tom O'Neill uh, chaos book also I, yes. there, like it was very I, I don't know like it was um, disappointing to me that they introduced like an analog to the Esalen Institute that Rachel McAdams like grew up on and was like molested by hippies while living there I, as I a was, child I, I, was, there, was um, there a scene maybe edited out because I assumed her dad and her sister were going to get killed like mm. and they just were like no don't worry like you can just take a car and leave I'm like that never works like they'll find Find yeah, him. I mean, I think that was the kind of thing. Like, yeah, um, Rachel just... McAdams, the arc with the uh, Esalen analog or stand-in is, like, so ripe. I mean, obviously, like, L.A. municipal politics is a whole other, like, can of worms. And I think in uh, – I mean, it, I think it was trying to capture the intersection of all these different, like, threads going on in Los Angeles, but – I don't know the the format the the number of episodes like the length that you have in a season of True Detective. I think they tried to like do more than they than they really had the space. I like when Colin, Colin Farrell assaults that kid who like picks that, on his son and oh, just, like, yeah. beats the that's shit out of him. I love that scene wow. so much. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was a whole season is worth it just for that alone. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, what is it he says in that scene uh, after he like beats the the kid's dad up? He says. If you ever touch my son again, I will skull fuck your mom with your dad's head. God. So good. Damn it. So good. So good. Colin Farrell, great asshole. Love it. Yeah, so good. Plays it very well. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, um, another aspect of uh, your work, Nick, I wanted to bring up. Um, I think the uh, – so there's uh, another one of your works, Cobwebs Spun Back and Forth Across the Sky – um, that our, our listeners can check out on, um, hosted on do not research.net. We'll provide a link, um, in the description. Um, I think there is something too about, so given the extent to which the world we live in is almost entirely, you know, the internet mediates our experience of the world in such a way that this work, um, an homage, um, inspired by the the film Kayana Scotsi, um, a film which itself tried to gives a, um, a picture of the world in all its complexity. What year did that come out um, for our listeners? I think it's like 82. 82, Phil Glass School. I thought it was 84. 84, 84. Okay. yeah. I, don't, I know it's like early to mid 80s, I think. But I don't think, like I, I think for for someone to make a, a comparable, you know, like if you were going to make Koyanis Katsi today, I don't think long kind of filmed shots. I don't think that captures the extent to which the internet has. No, that's like infiltrated and like all of our discovery yeah. channel planet or like, that's what that's become. Like, I think yeah. Nick, your work is how you would, I think you have to engage with the kind of material internet videos internet detritus um because like to you know a incredible extent that is the world we live in today yeah um yeah i mean you can kind of see uh a, a pretty like clear indication of like uh the, the sort of formula that uh godfrey reggio created with queen anascotzi being like subverted is very clear in uh the cinematographer for that movie uh ron frick's like own trilogy of films uh basically just sort of sublimating like that form of filmmaking into just sort of being about like uh you know globalism and like we're all you know we're all part of uh we're all just like people living on the pale blue dot and uh um yeah baraka is is very very much like that 
which I'd say yeah. is probably the, the strongest in the series. And then is it Samsara is the next one. I'd rather just watch Zeitgeist. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. it's just where I'm at in life. I'm purist. Um, yeah. Uh, I, honestly, like if, if I could give you guys like a little, I don't know, like a, um, uh, like a peek, a peek behind. exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's a little bit of trivia about that piece. I didn't actually pick, um, the, the suite of, of, uh, Philip Glass songs because of, uh, um, Scotsy directly. I'm a big fan of Scotsy. Uh, it's been one of my favorite movies for a long time. When I was like, 17 i watched it for the first time on a lot of oxycontin mm, um and it was like classic. one of those experiences where you know you're just like kind of you're not even blinking staring mm-hmm. at like the the screen and it's like everything makes sense yeah yeah um, yeah but uh the the same sequence of philip glass tracks is also used in the montage from the Zack snyder film watchmen where uh um dr manhattan has left earth for mars and he's like uh looking back at his uh um life as like a human and he's sort of like sort of uh contextualizing all of his experiences on this sort of like uh non-linear quantum level uh where nothing's happening like in order he's just sort of like trying to figure out like what has led him to this point where he's finally decided to like uh abandon humanity um, and I guess I kind of like, uh, cons- I, I kind of like thought of, uh, cobwebs in like a, a, in like a similar light where it's sort of about trying to context- contextualize like a, a portrait of like life or maybe just life online through all of these like disparate little bits of, um, video from social media. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very funny to have that um that that reference to Zack Snyder who is like a quintessential like dumb guy thinking deep I think he's autistic oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> actually you know yeah. what I mean like he's just so he certainly I will say that man certainly has his own vision to everything he does and it's obsessive yeah, totally. and it's intense I don't I don't know if it's good but like he I mean he did he did Batman versus Superman right yeah he did yeah I watched the director's cut of that shit I did and like I saw it in theaters yeah. and I, I remember being like this this is like a very long wet dream this is like yeah. fascinating and like it's hypnagogic and it has these weird qualities that are like surreal like i don't know if any of this was intentional like you know <laughs> you know and it's just kind of nice it's like in a way like obviously like i don't i don't really like superhero movies but there's yeah. something about it's it's like i don't know how to describe it it's almost like they're just constantly beating the shit out of each other and yeah. there's clearly something really being worked out inside of Zack's brain or something like that with, with like Superman having his teeth punched in by Batman and just like feeling impotent in the face of these like gods, these like superheroes and you're Batman and yeah. you're just rich and you're just like, fuck, this scares me. I, gotta I would love a lot see. of, um, a lot of his like c- scenes also take place in men's rooms, which I always thought was just like a very funny, possibly like Freudian thing. Uh, like in Batman versus Superman, there's literally a scene where uh, I think Batman rips like a urinal out of a wall yeah. and like yeah. hits Superman over the head with it. Um, yeah. Uh, what, one thing that I will say about Zack Snyder is that uh, he is like an avowed Randian. And I feel like that gave him sort of like a special insight into like Batman as like a character. Cause like, it, like Batman is basically like a Randian archetype. He's basically like, uh john galt like he's like a guy who thinks like oh no i'm rich so i should basically be allowed to have like autonomy over every over my entire all my surroundings um it's it's like a very kind of like i don't know uh arch capitalist kind of uh perspective to have and i feel like nolan kind of approaches that in like the in like his like dark knight movies but it's very explicit with um the Zack snyder batman movies yeah, what's Snyder working on these days? Anything coming out? He uh, was supposed to do an adaptation of The Fountainhead, but in a recent interview, he said that the world was not ready for Dude, it. Dude, I would watch it. Oh, my God. I would, I would see the premiere of that. That is the guy who should do yeah. The Fountainhead movie, for real. Wow. That's such yeah. a sick thing to say, too, as a director. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah. would, he would frame that in no, this yeah, wildly that. epic, unbelievably like mythological fashion, I bet. It's just, uh, yeah. holy moly. Completely like uncritical and unironic, just like oh, straight yeah. from the heart, full send. Yeah, there's no, yeah, totally. There's no time for, for, um, for thinking. Uh, 
Yeah, while we're on the subject, I'd also like to, I highly recommend his movie Sucker Punch, which he described as being his feminist film, which was described by critics as being one of the most misogynistic films ever made. (laughs) Oh, I did not. I missed this one. I have to. I I remember seeing some of the promotional material for that. And it's like, it's kind of like all Harley Quinns, I I think, kind of. Basically, Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's about a, a woman who, uh, uh, is like, uh, like committed to an insane asylum against her will and, uh, plots, like creates like a plot to like escape. Um, but, uh, during like the, her like escape, uh, she's receiving like, uh, persistent, like, uh, uh, electroconvulsive therapy. And so, like, uh, the movie is primarily, like, the reverie, like, the sort of, like, the reverential versions of her experiences in this very dour, uh, insane asylum, but sort of, like, hyper-aestheticized through, like, uh, the, like, hallucinations that she's having as a result of being, like, uh, uh, electrocuted therapeutically the entire time. Wow. And there are all these, like, genre set pieces. So, like, the first time it happens, she's in this, like, uh dojo being trained as like a ninja by scott glenn to kill like a giant like pneumatic samurai pneumatic samurai i like the sound of that yeah god that uh, yeah yeah i could i could very yeah it was so the i just remember the color palette too just being like so gray yeah uh he zack snyder loves his uh muted oh they spent millions in color correction and posts it's just a whole other yeah beast there damn snyderverse are you a snyderhead um i wish that it i I don't know honestly like i really liked the initial uh cut of um justice league just because it's one of the more i don't know like uh schizophrenic movies you could possibly watch because of how sharp the distinction is between um uh zach snyder's like cinema aesthetics and uh um What's that guy's name? Josh Judd. Whedon. Okay, keep on. Josh yeah, Josh Whedon. Whedon's. Like he, fin- he finished the film for him, right? When Snyder stepped in. Yeah. That is a crazy um, mashup. He's been canceled, though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it was it a soft cancel or a hard cancel. I'm not sure. I think it was a hard cancel. Hard cancel. I don't think he's okay. doing anything All right. anymore. Hard cancel. Currently. It's over. No more Buffy. No more Cavern in the Woods. It's he's like over. a soy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. But I think he was like a, uh, uh, hey, where's my hug oh. uh, style soy guy. I hate a where's my hug. I, I, I read somewhere that he wasn't allowed alone on set oh. with like the younger women in yeah. Buffy after a while. But they kept shooting it. Yeah. But it was like, fine. Just keep shooting the show for four more seasons. But like, Yeah, but don't don't find yourself don't, don't alone. Don't stay alone with her, though. Direct. It's in my rider now. It's in my fucking rider. Don't, don't be alone with me. Yeah, something like that. But. Whatever. I watched Captain in the Woods over Halloween. I still fucking enjoyed that movie. I thought it was... Yeah, Captain in the Woods is, is pretty good. Rich. Um, that, that one holds up. But yeah, just like watching the original Justice League cut where you have like these like well-executed shots that like are stylish and like look good, immediately like cutting to just like uh, the Flash and Cyborg standing next to each other like this with their heads turned 90 degrees just talking at each other and just shouting banter at one another is... So insane. Oh wait, no, Flash is also canceled, dude. There's two people now. Oh yeah, that's right. He's, he's in a polycool, right? Well, yeah, a but very he, toxic polycool. He's also just like always assaulting people like randomly and like getting in trouble. I think he, I think he just got in trouble for like insulting assaulting someone in Hawaii at a bar. They assaulted. I saw the view. It's like I heard uh, he, he assaulted a lot of people. They assaulted oh, a lot of people, yeah. mostly women. Wow. <laughs> so. Respect a, a they them uh, <laughs> abuser. Yeah, sex pets. Yeah, don't misgender my abuser, you asshole. Maybe we could transition to talk about shifting. Is that too much? Let's, let's shift. Do we sh- are we shifting? Yeah, shift. I guess just to introduce the topic. Oh uh, God, how do you even begin? Um, shifting is. Uh, a phenomenon, a choice, a lived experience, um, an identity, uh, all of the above, maybe, or maybe none of the above, um, where, uh, whereby you, uh, our listener, or, or any of us can, if we work hard enough, 
Um, I don't, I'm sure there are uh, lots of, you know, steps to, to make this happen in your life. Um, but through force of will, you can shift realities into the, uh, the, the IP of your choice. The, yeah. Exactly. The yeah, IP of not, your not choice. Not your own native reality. Nothing you imagined. Yeah. It has to be an exist pre-existing IP. Yeah. It has to be owned by a corporation, uh, that has sort of like unfair, hold over preferably uh, disney i think but yeah yeah like someone that has like a majority stake in uh our uh cultural landscape um i i looked up like a bunch of stuff in preparation for this episode and i found kind of like a handy uh reality shifting primer for, for millennials okay. uh basically Good. uh um Fra- written by the- a zoomer for millennials right no, this is actually written by a millennial who sort of happened upon uh, the, the Zoomer kind of phenomenon of uh, um, uh, reality shifting on TikTok and wanted to um, uh, lady explain it to uh, to the rest of us. Oh, no. Um, okay. It's, it's this blog it. called yeah. uh, Happy to Wander, and uh, the title is How to Shift Reality to Hogwarts and Beyond, Inside the Fascinating World of Reality Shifting. Do you know, why does no one ever want to shift to the Fast and Furious franchise? You know, I'm just waiting That's for that. That's actually a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so I would sick. love to. You know what? And Paul Walker would never yeah. die in my yeah. franchise. Yeah. I'm just picturing yeah. a TikTok screenshot where it's like, <laughs> uh, all last night I was riding with Vin and Paul Walker. And we were all just chanting <laughs> I wish. with the windows I down. Wish. I wish. I fucking wish, dude. Oh, Family. my gosh. Family. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's actually, I wanted to, I, I thought about getting to this question later, but uh, which uh, media franchise would y'all want to uh, reality shift to? I think it's got to be the Lord of the Rings uh, established oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. IP owned by, yeah. is it Amazon now? Probably. Yeah. I mean, that that was Pre, just, pre-Amazon. You know, I, saw okay. the, I saw the first movie when I was like seven. Um, I had orc nightmares for years. Um, yeah. I would like stick fight in the yard and, you know, like sing the mu- hum the music while I did it. Like, <laughs> I did all that shit. Yeah. So I would go be a, I would go be a dwarf or something. Yeah. Hell yeah. Derek. I mean, probably Fast and Furious from the first movie. <laughs> uh, maybe. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe like. So uh, is this a universe where it's perpetually like 2002? We could do one to three. Four is would be, bullshit. But yeah. But like one, because uh, you know one is basically point break for cars. Uh, or yeah, I I gotta say I kind of draw a similar line with Fast and the Furious. I prefer the movies when it was still basically made for like uh, Latino teenagers, and before it was they they like broadened their like the people that they were making films for. Yeah, I, um, I did I watch like, the last one. I don't. I was just it was hard for me. It was rough. But. Yeah, back when it was just like about like really like stupid car culture those were the best they're 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 stealing dvd players in the first movie it's amazing i know (laughs) it's it's amazing they go through so much effort to steal dvd players out of a truck like you can't rob the warehouse the distributor go to the truck (laughs) it's amazing anyway uh, it's much more it's a clean getaway you don't get to use a harpoon gun if you're not you know uh so i I would do that i was really into star trek as a kid like tng i would definitely be in tng i think that's a pretty peaceful one. You know, that's um that would not be a bad one. Post scarcity exploration. Big uh, big fan of yeah. T2 and mm-hmm. also which is kind of terrifying, oh, T2. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh Whoa. Yeah. So I maybe that ballpark. I'm trying to think of if, if I'm missing anything, but What about you, Nick? Fast and Furious. What yeah, Fast you? and Furious, yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, it's like a historical drama, but I I feel like I wouldn't mind like reality shifting to the world of like Deadwood. Very um, sick. Shit. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that just if that only just sort of counts as like having like you know time traveling or something like that. Mm. All right, I'd go to El Topo. If I could go into the sort of like uh like the 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 sort of like media franchise version of Deadwood, uh, that's where I'd like to go. Yeah, westerns are pretty good. I would do El Topo. I'd get Yodorowsky's Acid Western. Yeah. Fucking do that. Oh, or like um uh like um again, it's historical, but like um uh. Shit, what is that? Uh, what's the Russell Crowe movie about uh, Napoleonic uh, sea warfare? 
Oh, Master and Commander. Yeah, Master and Commander. Yeah. yeah, Master and Commander. Commander. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Napoleonic. Yeah. Uh, you do, and your Russell yeah. Crowe, or you, or is the fantasy like you're working with Russell Crowe? You know, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not Russell Crowe. I'm like part of because like that's like the the appeal of like right, uh, right. of Master and Commanders, and honestly, to an extent, like Deadwood, because uh, I feel like the the sort of like theme of Deadwood is about like the production of like a community, like the development of of like a um, like a uh, social body, um, but like with Master and Commander that already exists, it's confined to like the ship, and so everybody just sort of like is like performing their roles like on the ship, uh, but as for like the greater end of like you know uh sinking french frigates or whatever although i guess like if i am gonna think about that like a little bit more uh thoroughly maybe i would actually want to be on one of the french ships since uh ideologically uh they might be on better footing than like the british imperial navy all right fine i'll, I'll be i'll go i'll be in the patriot no gibson <laughs> right i'll fucking do it all right, so what are these? What are these rules yeah, for shifting? Let's get let's get back to the. Now I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to shift. I need to know how. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a section of this, and then I also have some like screen ga- grabs from TikTok that have a couple oh, of yeah. uh, shifting methods that we can go through. But so this is from um, Christina from Happy to Wander. It's a travel blog. That's kind of sus. Um, as a travel blogger stuck in the middle of a global pandemic, you. Uh, this is from 2021, by the way. Um, as a travel blogger stuck in the middle of a global pandemic, you could say I've been spending a great deal of time wistfully poring over old photos, visiting virtual museums, partaking in armchair travel experiences, and just generally sobbing while eating ramen. But then came my TikTok obsession, and soon I was introduced to the world of reality shifting, or simply shifting, a practice whereby people purport to shift their consciousness from one's uh, current reality, i.e. the dystopian reality we all live in now, to a desired reality, i.e. literally whatever they want. Uh, For jaded 20-something grandmas like myself, these claims might seem outlandish and unbelievable, but whether you call it curiosity or desperation, my interest was piqued. After binging endlessly videos of mostly Gen Z TikTokers explaining how they've shifted realities to Hogwarts or other faraway lands, I started researching this phenomenon, uh, falling into a truly glorious rabbit hole that at least distracted me temporarily from the dumpster fire that is 2020. And if you're uh, reading this thinking I've totally lost it, you're pop- you're probably right. But in this post, I want to share with you this wildly popular practice that most millennials like me have seemed to have never heard of. So what is reality shifting? How do you shift realities? What are the most popular reality shifting methods? I've compiled all my findings below in case you're curious about the shifting business is all about. Um, so like we've pretty much like uh, hinted at before, reality shifting is basically uh it's basically like uh lucid dreaming but to the ends of like transporting your consciousness into like an ip uh that you happen to like um yeah a a lot of it's it's really interesting that the the travel blogger you know describes like you can to basically like you can shift it from our uh, a dumpster fire that was like a very is, a nice it, is this an IRL touch. travel blogger? A freaking yeah. dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a tra- it's a travel blogger who is now like moving out of the reality into some metaphysical bullshit. To that's the idea. Like I am, a, I'm an IRL travel blogger, so you should trust me as I bring you into the shifted universes. I am oh God. Yeah. yeah, I think there. Well, I think it, it. The the point I was going to make is just that it's like. It's not whatever you want. It's not some kind of like mind palace of pure imagination where oh, you're that's like, too much work. it's no, it's no. it's just Harry Potter or it's Star like, Wars. Like you can't even bring Harry yeah. Potter into your own mind palace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. also I would do Cowboy Bebop. Okay, there you go. Oh that's, hell yeah, there some, you go. That's, that's class. Um, yeah, yeah. I ha- I have a list. She has a listener website of uh, templates that you can use oh uh, to to reality shift into various uh, IPs. Uh, MCU, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Maze Runner, Umbrella Academy, Game of Thrones, just anime. Um, yeah. So, uh, My Hero Academia, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Attack on Titan. Not really sure why you would want to go to the Attack on Titan world. Um, Supernatural, The Vampire Diaries, Walking Dead, Twilight, or I don't even know what Bridgerton is, but there's uh, one of those. Bridgerton is like. not Edwardian. Maybe it's. I think it, I forget. It's like 19th century. It's like Downton Abbey. It, like like something. Oh, like okay. It's like a masterpiece uh, show. Uh, um, but so like all of those uh, that list I just read through. There's like a template that she supplies for each of those. 
And uh, the, I, I guess like basically you like write out this, you fill in all the blanks on this template and then you sort of think about them really, uh, like really, really uh, like hard as you're um, using the sort of like lucid dreaming. Uh, so it's, a like it's a questionnaire. Strategies. You fill yeah. it out like Mad Libs. You just fill it. Okay, that's step one. Yeah. All right. And then you and then you basically just like think about that while you're using like a like a lucid dreaming strategy. And supposedly, like the conflation of like those two things is supposed to help you like shift realities. The thing that this like the reality shifting sort of takes for granted is something that I uh, first kind of encountered um, when I was like uh, doing a lot of research about like other kin. Um, and like fiction can because I feel like a, a certain aspect of like those the those and like uh, soul bonding predate the phenomenon of reality shifting. But some something that like was sort of like accepted as like a cardinal truth with soul bonding and other kin is that um, there are alternate dimensions and in some of those alternate dimensions, uh, like IPs are real. Um, so like when you get up to uh, reality shifting, you're you're literally like um, your consciousness is literally like shifting into like an alternate dimension that like exists right. parallel to our own. Well, I think multi um, multiverse theory in its very yeah. like soy uh, mainstream understanding is like you mean there's a there's a universe where it's it's Star Wars. Well, all all comic book IPs <laughs> have built this into themselves. They're like you just live in the Earth that is all, it's only in comics. But well, in other universes, well, these comics are real. Maybe so. Even you like just have to get the fuck yeah, out of this one. The Marvel Cinematic Universe calling shit like a a u cinematic universe. I I think like points to this. Maybe there's like a broader understanding or like a subconscious recognition that there is. I mean, I've said it before. I think the metaverse is more universe. than just marketing, yeah. bro. I think the metaverse I mean, I, is I, a very convenient uh, term used in a time where multi. Okay. Media 20 years ago. T tell me how many parallel universes there were. I was obsessed with this shit as a child. I'm reading Exiles. Yeah. I'm watching uh, Jerry O'Connell and Sliders. I'm desperate. Desperate for parallel universe shit. Uh, not that much. Now it's literally a subplot, mainstream plot, and every like basic-ass Warner Brothers like superhero TV adaptation. Like it's, yeah. like it's just in everything in popular media today. Parallel universes, multiple yeah. universes, alternate timelines. I sometimes I wonder if that's like corresponding to a collective ability to comprehend time differently. Just like looking back in art history, where various things pop up around the world at the same time, shifts in perspective. Is this shift, is this a shift in perspective, or is it probably just a larger tie into capital because there are products to sell and there are things about this? And also like the other conspiracy about this, I don't have no idea how founded this is. Everett's many worlds theory. So Everett yeah. was working with the U.S. government in the fifties. And his theory wasn't that popular. It wasn't known outside of those circles. And so the government helped publish and pay to get these things in lots of pulp magazines uh, of the time. Oh, interesting. These, these short stories. Yeah, that's true. And to help prof to push this, propagate this concept. And I do love the idea of, of, of who doesn't like the idea of fucking a multiverse, right? Of it, whatever. Yeah. But um, I've thought a lot, a lot about this as a whole other episode probably about – super determinism yeah. and free will. But the idea that what do they do if you think there's a multiverse in this reality? Perhaps it takes away your agency. Perhaps it makes you not want to interfere with the power structure to adjust things or to mm -hmm. advocate for something different when you can just shift when you go to bed. I mean, I've read stories about people who shift today and the idea is that they leave an NPC here and they, they can stay in their shift Whoa. in reality for as long as they want. So there's it creates this kind of like DID wow. You know, the self-diagnosed yeah. DID where you're like, oh, I can just go here. I can go to Harry Potter world. I can live that life out for as long as I want. But I can't see Nate in my Harry Potter world because you can only shift to your own. We don't shift to them together. Yeah, we just, we just trade notes. Experience. Right. So we're further, yeah. it's, we're further atomizing ourselves. Totally. From this universe, from this moment that we're all in. And so that's something I learned. I learned that history I learned recently, and it certainly has, has made me think differently about a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's really interesting. Um, uh, there's even also like uh, something that I think is like funny right now is that there's even like an A24 multiverse movie 
so there's even kind of like a, a multiverse film for people who think that Marvel films are, you know, soy garbage. What's it called? Oh, it's um, everything. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, is, it, like, is it some company that's allowed to use all those IPs too? I, I'm not sure. Or do they just like imply IP them? itself? I think it's more. Um, I've I've only seen the trailers for it, but it, it's yeah, like, I've only seen like the Instagram. Is it like re- is it like the Ready Player One movie where you get all the different IPs? I think it's more kind of like time travel sci-fi where I don't know she's chosen and has to um, like travel through and meet all of her or like become all of her different multiverse selves to do something. I don't know. I don't think it's playing with established IP, but I, I think it's, it's no. more just like, um, yes, multiverse stuff. Um, oh, wait, this is the A24 movie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. The when, I saw the, when I saw the trailer, I just want to say I yeah. saw Jet Li's The One a long time ago. It reminded me of Jet Li's The One. Anybody remember this movie? The One? No. Oh, my God. Okay. This is the movie. Jet Li, cool dude. Uh, he's some sort of like a, I, I might have this wrong. He's some sort of like multiverse cop, whatever. There is a fixed number of multiverses though. Like let's just say there's 89. They're, and they're not all aware of each other. There is another version of him who's bad. And he realizes that the more Jet Li's that die, the power of killing, like I, I kill my part. I kill it. Okay. There's 89 Derek's. I kill uh, one of those Derek's. You get the power. essence of that Derek is subdivided amongst the remaining living Derek's. Oh, so by the time no, there are okay. two, they're like extremely powerful. Right. Good and evil. So the Jedi. one is where the bad mm-hmm. guy is. Com- so he doesn't even realize. Actually, now that I think of it, I don't think he's aware of any of this stuff, but he's aware that his his like key is like increasing. Oh, yeah. So it create there's like a climax. And I think I think Jason Statham was like his partner. This is like oh, early same. 2000s. Oh. Like. Yeah, um, and so that's that's the premise, but it's just a martial arts fighting movie. Uh, the so one. this is like it's like Highlander, but versus yourself. Yes. Oh, that's wow. That's tough. Um, yeah. So uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. The plot follows a Chinese American woman played by uh, Michelle Yeoh being audited by the IRS, who discovers that she must connect with parallel universe versions of herself prevent a powerful being from causing the disruption. That's literally what I believe the the plot of the new Doctor Strange movie is. Oh, it's God, like basically yeah. like teaming up with like different versions of yourself to uh um like fight, to, to fight, fight like one. some baddie. Um the um uh the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that like I don't know if this is true in like the Marvel conception of the multiverse, but in like the DC one, our reality where superheroes are only fictional exists within like the DC right. like multiverse flame framework. I think uh, that was Grant Morrison's doing. Yeah, it, it, it gets sounds all, like Grant Morrison. Would do it that. gets very like recursive, um, and uh, I, yeah, that's been a very like common trope where it's like, oh, if there's a multiverse. Then you know our universe and the Marvel universe exist side by side. So then, like yeah. in the Marvel universe, they go into our universe in their mul- oh, It's very uh, tiring. But that yeah. that aspect of the yeah, you're not you're not shifting together. You're shifting by yourself. There's something very atomizing about all of this, right? Because I, I think there yeah. is like you were mentioning like the the kind of different conception of time, and I I think there is a world where like. I have no idea, like totally talking out of my ass. But if there are, you know, infinite multiverses, an infinite sea of possibility um, and, you know, maybe the way you square the circle of free will versus determinism is that you have a certain set of decisions you can make and making a decision shifts your reality into shifts your consciousness. Well, or like maybe it literally, you know, this is like the the crazy woo idea. It shifts you into a universe that well, I, I, just, I just meant like the, meta, is, like the the conscious the consciousness yeah, you you shifts right. hops yeah. over to a new universe <laughs> where looking backwards it was entirely determined. So looking backwards, hmm. it's always overly determined, but you would still kind of have free will by like shifting multiverses by your decision. Um, the further away the potential thing you want to move into, the harder it is, the more will you yeah. have to Or exercise. maybe the more people you sure. need exercising yeah. their will. So right. maybe there, it's like, yeah. maybe, you know, there's a way to frame it where, like, 
communal either political action or some kind of collective action could shift all of us you know we could shift our reality into like maybe a world where we have select health care Listening to pneumatic materials.